We're going to be in Joshua chapter 14, verses 6 through 15, uh, a little bit lengthier passage than sometimes I uh, normally read, but there are three times, three repetitions of a particular phrase that I want you to uh, help me in repeating uh, as we read the word together. I want to preach for just a few minutes on holy follow the Lord, holy follow the Lord. Beginning at verse 6 of chapter 14 of Joshua, then the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord. Can you say that with me? Holy followed the Lord, my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord, my God. Say, wholly followed the Lord. And now, because the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, 85 years old. As yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain on which the Lord spoke in that day, for you heard in that day how the Anakim were there, and that cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord. Say that with me again. Holy followed the Lord, God of Israel. And the name of Hebron formerly was Kirjath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. Then the land had rest from war. As we look at this passage, it's important for us to understand where Israel was on this day, what they had come from and where they are today. It's always important when you read a passage of Scripture in your Bible to understand the history or the background of what has happened because it lends insight to us. It helps us to understand what God has been doing, what God is doing, and what God will do. How many knows that God is a God uh, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever? God is always moving, but it's important for us to understand when we look at His Word to see the history of this. And when we look at this, we see that that great leader Moses had died. Joshua had taken over this great warrior, uh, Joshua, and he is leading the children of Israel. Moses had already given inheritance to those who were on 
the east side of the Jordan to those two and a half tribes. And they already know that. And now the promised land has been pretty much conquered. There are a few enemies who are still resisting, but they have pretty much been conquered. And we see uh, that now Caleb is asking for the mountain, the one that has uh, the giants on it. Uh, it's, it's very fitting that when we get to this point and everything has been conquered, that Judah is the first tribe, who is the largest tribe, to be given their inheritance. Can I tell you that praise makes a difference in your life? You, you see, Judah means praise. And when we praise, uh, the Lord moves. The Lord blesses us when we praise Him. And we see that Judah is the very first to inherit the blessing and the promise of God on this side of the Jordan. And who else but this great warrior of Caleb, who is from uh, the tribe of Judah. He has been incorporated uh, into the tribe of Judah, even though he is not originally an Israelite. He is a Kenizzite, part of the uh, a people who had been conquered. But now we see that he is in this tribe of Judah, and God is using him for great and mighty things. How fitting for Caleb. He is one of the two spies who believed the Lord, who scouted out the land of Canaan. It was some 45 years before that that Israel stood on the threshold of the promised land. Can I tell you that God has promises. He has inheritance for you, His children. He wants to bless you beyond uh, what you can imagine. And so when we look at this, we see that Caleb was a, a, a good spy. He came back with a good report, a report of faith, a report that said that what God has told us, He's able to do through us. How many believe that this morning? Amen? Uh, and we see that Caleb gives this good report of faith that God has given it to them, that they're able to go forth, they're able to conquer uh, the enemies, but yet, Ten spies said we can't do it. Ten spies said we'll be destroyed in Canaan if we go in now. And Israel believed the ten. And because of that, that's why we see that Israel is wandering for some 40 years in the desert. God would not allow that generation of unbelief to enter in. So he waited for them to die off. Imagine Caleb. He was told that he would uh, inherit the land that he had originally spied out. He went into this mountain there in the promised land, and he scouted it out, and he saw that there were giants in the land, but he also saw that there was the blessings and the favor of God that would be upon them. And so he believed. So for 40 years he is waiting upon the promise of God. Imagine, put yourself in his shoes there. God uh, would not allow them to enter into the promised land at that time. Can I tell you that there are consequences for disobedience? There are consequences for uh, not believing what God has called us to do and that God is faithful and that he's able to do it. 
So no one from that older generation entered into the promised land, only those who were under the age of 20. This chapter, as we look at it, there is a running theme throughout it. I had you repeat the words, holy followed the Lord. Uh, we, and it's speaking of Caleb, and it repeats it three times. I want you to understand that there is power in repetition of the Word of God. Caleb, we see that he was a different person, that he was different from everyone else. According uh, to the Word of God in Numbers, he had a different spirit about him. He had a spirit of faith, a spirit believing that God was able to do uh, even exceeding and abundantly above all that he could ask or even think or imagine. You see, Caleb was a man who trusted in God. He believed in him and he followed holy after the Lord. The word holy, it's not a word that we use too often in our modern day. It really isn't. And it means to solely and exclusively. You see, the Bible tells us that God gave the commandments. And he said, you shall have no other gods before me. Very first commandment. Because God knew that it was important for them to serve the Lord. He knew that everything that they needed would be contained in him. And here we see that Caleb is exclusively and solely following the Lord. He's not serving any other God. He's not worshiping any other idols. He is solely and exclusively following after God. But not only that, not only is he not pursuing other gods, but he's fully pursuing his God. He is entirely and absolutely and completely seeking after God. Now, that's a lot to be said. That is uh, not something that is easy to do. Can I tell you, in our own strength and in our own physical ability and even in our own mind, we are not able to fully uh, pursue after the Lord unless we have the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help us pursue the path that God has called us to follow, to follow after Him. And He had a heart like no one else. He desired to follow God completely and fully. Can you help me preach this morning? In every respect, Caleb followed the Lord. He believed that God was able to do what He said that He would do. And so for Caleb, he's holy following after the Lord. Uh, there was no turning back for him. Uh, can you say with me, I, I'm not turning back. You, you see, I, I'm not about to turn back. I've done come too far. As the saying says, I, I, I've uh, pursued God. I, I believe that what he said is true, and, and I'm not about to pursue everything and anything else. I'm not turning back. Would you say that with me? I'm not turning back. I believe that God has a plan and a path for each one of us. I believe that God desires us to fully pursue after him and after his will and after his heart. And so we should not ever turn back. Can I tell you? You haven't got anything to turn back to anyway. Whenever Jesus was preaching to the multitude and he gave them a hard saying, he said, unless you are able 
to consume me, my flesh, and my blood. He's giving them a hard teaching. And the crowd had a problem with that. What does that mean? That means they they didn't want to be fully sold out to him. And Jesus asked the disciples, specifically Peter, I believe it is, that speaks up. And Jesus said, will you leave me too? And he said, what will we go back to, Lord? You have the words of life. You, you see, there's nothing to turn back to. I, I, I've got to pursue after God. He has a, a, a purpose and a mission and a plan for me, and I, I must follow wholly after him because he has the words of life. Look at your neighbor one more time. Say, I'm not turning back. Put yourself in Caleb's shoes. He gave a good report. He tried to convince the rest of Israel uh, that they should go up at once and possess the land for we're well able to overcome it. That's what he said. He's trying to convince them that we need to go up at once. Can I tell you that God has things that we're to possess at once? I fully believe that if Israel had trusted in God the 40 years before and they had simply taken a step into the promised land that God would have given it to them because he said, I've already given it to you. Can I tell you that there is a now kind of faith a faith that is a now kind of faith. says Now faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. Uh, there's just a time when you got to reach out by faith and you got to grab a hold of what God said was true and you got to possess that because you can trust God's Word. He's true. He's faithful. How many knows you can trust God? You can trust His Word. The Bible tells us that He is not a man that He should lie. Uh, You can trust what he has told you. But the people didn't listen. Forty years wandering in the wilderness. Notice the people wondered, but Caleb followed. The people wondered. They went from here to there. No plan. No purpose. Simply Wondering. A person who is wondering uh, uh, may bump up against this and decide that's not the way to go, and they may go this way. And, and can I tell you, if you're wondering, you're just kind of going around in circles and you're not really accomplishing anything for yourself or anything for the Lord. But what I want you to see is that Caleb did not wonder, but he walked with the Lord. He followed him. He followed, and he gave him purpose, and he gave him a plan, even having to wait for 40 years. As soon as they uh, get to this point, Caleb says, Give me the mountain. You know the one, Joshua. You know the one that the Lord spoke. He said, We can take this. And he said, We'll go and do it. Give me the mountain with the giants on it. Not just any mountain, but the one with the Anakim, the Old Testament uh, giants that are there. Give it to me because if the Lord is with me, somebody say, if the Lord is with me, then we can conquer it, then we can take it. How many believe that God's with us? You see, uh, God had called him 40 years before, and he's in anticipation, he's waiting 
but he's never forgot what God's promised. Has God promised you some things? Has God spoken some things into your life and over your life and over your children and maybe your grandchildren? Has God spoken some things into your ministry? Has God spoken some things over your church? Can I tell you that you can trust God's Word? You can hang on to it. It might take a year or two. It might take uh, even 40 years. But hold fast to the Word of God, for He cannot lie, for He is not a man that He should lie. He is able to bring it to past you can trust God's word you can trust it no matter how long it may take here is Caleb he brings back a good report to Israel going back some 45 years a report from his heart say his heart not, not a report from his head. Come on, help me out. Faith is not always about your head. It's about your heart. It, it's not even about what you can see. Because faith is about, now faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things, not. So it's not about what you see. It's not about how you feel. Come on. Because can, can I tell you, even sometimes your pastor gets up and he's just got the I don't want to's. You, you know, you ever get up like that? You just feel like uh, today I just as soon stay in the bed. And I don't, uh, you know, I don't. It ain't about how I feel. Faith has a substance to it that we can grab a hold of. It is about the heart and not about the head. It doesn't, can I tell you that faith is not even about your intellect? Because sometimes faith doesn't make sense in the natural. Am I preaching to you this morning? It takes faith to believe. But yet the fellow spies gave an evil report. What is the definition of the evil report? One lacking faith. One that brought discouragement to the people. Can I tell you, if you are a leader, if you are over a ministry, or if you are working in this church in any capacity as a leader, be aware that your words can cause others to miss out on the plan of God. We hold a special place in God's kingdom as leaders. So if you're going to speak, I mean, no, sometimes you don't need to speak. Sometimes you just need to. Wait on God. But if you're going to speak, speak life. If you're going to speak, speak the truth. If you're going to speak, speak faith that, to, to believe that no matter what it looks like, and, and you speak it into the people that you are leading. Uh, there's nothing worse than a leader who lacks faith, who isn't, who's wishy-washy, who doesn't believe that God can do what he said he can do. Oh, but if you're a leader, hang on to the word of God. Trust in it no matter how long it might take. He is a God of his word. He's able to do it. Be aware, leaders. And I tell you that Caleb didn't allow the giants that he saw to turn him back, he gave a message of faith, a message of courage. He believed that they were able to take the land. 
How did he know it? Because God had already said he had given it to them. God said, wherever your foot trods will be your inheritance and your children's inheritance. Wow. Can I tell you that this is so powerful? If you'll trust God, if you'll follow fully after him, then you can trust God for your inheritance. But not only will your inheritance come to pass, but he said if you'll wholly, fully, entirely trust him and follow after him, then it will be passed on down to your children. Can I tell you that when you wholly follow the Lord, it makes a generational impact. Uh, it causes the next generation to see if they trusted God, then I can trust God. If God fulfilled it for them, then he'll fulfill it for me. A generational impact. That's what Caleb, because of his heart, he fully followed God. 45 years living in anticipation and God's assignment for him. God's plan begins to unfold. Question for us this morning is will we follow holy after the Lord? Verse 14 confirms that Caleb received his inheritance because he fully followed the Lord. God gave him the strength, and he'll give you the strength too. Caleb is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. He really is. And the older I get, the more favorite he becomes. Because he didn't sit back, oh, somebody help me preach. He didn't sit back on the pew and said, let's let all the young people do the work. But he said, give me the mountain, the one that God spoke of a long time ago. Can I tell you, you'll not always be young. There will come a time when you will be older. Oh, you young people, enjoy it. Oh, my goodness, serve the Lord with all your heart and mind and strength. But don't give up when you get older. Oh, hallelujah, he's still the same God. He'll give you the strength. He'll give you the courage. He'll give you the ability to go on for the Lord. There's no time to stop, but we must keep moving forward. Raise your hand and say, God, give me the mountain, the one you spoke into my heart. Give it to me, Lord. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. See, there's something about following the Lord, and I'm about to wrap it up. I, I, I spoke this over the congregation uh, this morning, there's a word that is in my spirit, and it's, it's going to come out in, in some of the preaching, uh, and it may not be next week, uh, but it's going to come out. You see, God has a next for us, N-E-X-T. And I don't know about you, but when he brings the next, sometimes we get a little bit fearful about the next because we get real comfortable in the now. But he has a next for us. And if you want to transition from the now to the next, the next thing, the next job, the next occupation, the next ministry, the next blessing, uh, the next uh, uh, a revealing of God's heart and plan to you, if you want to go from the now to the next, then get close to the Lord 
and he'll lead you into the next. I'm excited. I, I don't know what God's about to do, but I, I, I sense a next in my spirit. I believe that God is moving. I believe that we are uh, in such a time as this uh, that God has called us to do a great work and a great ministry here in this community. I may would say, Pastor, I'm ready for the next. I'm ready for what God's called me to do. We must wholly follow the Lord.